0: You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey all, welcome to Cards to the Moon. This is episode 139. My name is Clark from Five Card Guys on Instagram and FiveCardGuys.com, and co-hosting with me as usual is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards, and John, who is Trade You at Recess. All right, off the top, guys. PSA has graded this one card now more than hundred thousand times, <laughs> and it's and it still has a gem rate of just four percent. That card, of course, is the iconic Ken Griffey Jr. 1989 upper deck rookie card. Now, my question is value wise, do you think it can go up from its current value at around 1900 US? All right, that's the last sold because it's been pretty stable there for the past year or so. Um, It's dropped from 5,400 during the hobby hype. Obviously, a lot of things have dropped since the hobby hype of early 2021. But I guess the reason why I ask is that there's obviously a bunch of Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck cards that are continually being submitted to a PSA, hence the high pop count, and and the gem rate really hasn't changed much. You know, it has, it's it's kind of been consistent at four percent. So, do you think it stays that way or not?
1: Do you think PSA state keeps it that way? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 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 the, that's the
0: underlying question. question.
1: Yes. Yeah. So yes, so one, I'll answer my own question. I think PSA is going to keep that 4%, if, if not less, because they are, they are, remember, this is the infamous most printed card, <laughs> right. you know, um, and there's backstories you could do your own research on. So yeah, I think, well, one, I was looking for pop reports pre, pre COVID mm-hmm. and, we, I believe at about 2020 or 2019, there was, the pop was 2400
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
1: So it, now it's pop 4000 So that just yes. will just give you an idea of the amount increased in the height of kind of like. And during that time, I was checking prices. They're averaging at about, you could get one for 350 bucks. Mm-hmm. right so that was that was when i was buying buying them a bunch of them you know some even at 600 at one point because i still thought they had room and then they probably peaked i, I forgot what we said they peaked at but i remember i sold at around 2k and they've they've kind of settled i know they went higher but they kind of settled in just under 2000 and that's yeah. what really worries me Is like by don't get me wrong this card is the most iconic I I'd, I'd say not the most iconic, but it get goes up there with iconic baseball cards, top, uh, top iconic five. color fillers. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Especially for people our age. Yeah. Especially yeah.
1: for people our age, people who yeah. are back into the hobby, they understand this was the the and there's a there's a crazy backstory in on this Griffey uh, card because he wasn't even supposed to be on the roster. The chase in the '89 upper deck was Greg Jeffries, right? That's right. So so like Ken Griffey <laughs> Jr. was this kid who's who hasn't played you know uh, a single game past Double A. Or a single A at the time, you know, um, he was the, you know, first card of that star rookie subset, right? So it was a big gamble on upper decks part that kind of played off. Uh, and you know, the, the image is iconic. So there's that part in the hobby side that like I love. I love the backstory. So it's like, I think the demand for that card on the PSA 10 is going to be always there to keep the price stable. But in terms of growth, I think it's going to struggle uh, to, and we've seen it, you know, we've seen it even in a down market, it's, it's stabilizing at 2k, even in an uptrend market, it didn't really like, it kind of peaked, and then kind of went back to reality. And yeah. the, the high pop count of 4000, you know, um, which is relatively high there. But luckily, there's enough demand for it. So if there's some, there's all of a sudden a less demand for it, which I don't foresee. If by time I only see like in ten years that card's going to be more demanded, in my opinion, right? But it all depends on the rate how how PSA grades and how many more uh, these things uh, show up at the end of the day, right? But like I don't love I don't love the pop count. That's what I don't love. And two thousand dollars is one, but I do say I want one in my collection. Right.
2: What's <laughs> yeah. the pop count? On?
1: 4,000. Just 4,000. Yeah, just over.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. There are a lot. I, I mean, this is one of those cards where, again, I'm going to go back to the the notion of end user. Lots, right? Like our age, um, group of guys coming back into the hobby, like this is the card that started it all. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very much sentimental. So to have a PSA 10 version, whoever's buying this card, I would say Would probably is is going into their collection display case not for sale you know so i could see the price being pretty steady is are we gonna you know is it gonna go up or down you know is it gonna the the gem rate gonna stay at four percent i think the gem rate is gonna continue to stay like i I can't foresee more psa 10s if i'm being really honest like these most of these boxes like Upper deck stadium club from the junk wax era um they got a bit of that glossy finish and unless you had stored that box somewhere perfectly dry and dark,
0: (laughs) um,
2: there's a good chance when you, when you open those packs, if they're going to be slightly stuck together and when you, you know, even if you carefully peel it, there's probably some microscopic damage that happens at the minimum. So, um, it'll be tough for any, a lot more newer PSAs to come out, even if, People happen to be ripping open boxes or whatever they're doing with these cards. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see the same.
1: You saying that it's 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 clear to note that eighty nine upper deck people were known to know the collation of the Griffey rookie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there's a lot of packs. So you buy loose packs. Mm-hmm. Most likely, you're not going to get the Griffey. Just saying. So if you're right. out, if, so whatever packs are out there. Um, the people that kn- knew where the Griffys were, they had the right. packs, right? So that's why yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's a big collation issue in terms of how they, when they produced the Griffy rookie card, they, everybody knew where they were essentially, mm. right? So a lot of people, and then there's stories where they bought a lot of single packs off eBay, like hundreds, no Griffy. Right. maybe one one Randy Johnson rookie. So just something to note if you're out there thinking that, oh, I'm just going to, you know, pull a Griffey and submit, most likely, like, it's probably not in your pack. Right.
0: Huh. Yeah. Unless it's a box. It, unless it's a box, yeah, right. No loose packs. That's good advice. Good tip. Man, I can't help but think, like, if there's that many cars still being submitted, you know, the gem rate's got to go up a little bit. <laughs> it's just, it's a, that'll be the biggest conspiracy ever yeah and the then PSA then you know what going to do <laughs> so i'm yeah you know and and i guess what are you guys saying about like this card being so iconic like people coming into the hobby at the end of the day i don't know if people would want to spend 2000 for a psa 10 like i'd be happy with a 200 dollar psa 9 just, just so i have it you know what i mean like it's not and uh, a flip for me at that. Like this card is not a flip for me. So, um, BGS 9.5 is like just under 500. That's I think fine that's with me the too.
1: play. That's a good play. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
0: So not the PSA 10. It's a rip. Still at 2000. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, interesting. I want to hear your thoughts. So yeah, um, we'll see good. how, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um, I wonder by the end of next year, how many, what the pop count will be in terms of the submissions uh, it'll be interesting to see that number all right let's move on to hobby headlines so today i thought we would do something a little different and maybe a little more fun and that's to have a fantasy draft using nice. the top 10 yeah it's going to be fun using the top 10 collected cards according to pwcc They put up a list on Twitter recently, so you could check it out there. And I'll read their top 10 in a sec. But since there's the three of us, I added five more names to the list to get a list of 15 total so that we can each draft a team of five players. Okay. All right? So here are the rules, okay? Um, It'll be a snake draft. And what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to choose the players that by the end of this year, so we're starting in June, so end of this calendar year, In six months' time, the person who wins is the one whose team has the highest rate of growth in value. Okay, and how will we determine that? Well, we're going to use the card ladder player index, which takes a selection of key sports cards for each player and assigns it a value. So we're essentially taking their value uh, with their calculation. Then at the end of the year, we'll just Take the rate of growth over the past six months, according to the Card Ladder Index, for each player on your drafted team, and we'll compare the average rate of growth for our respective teams. Okay? You guys follow?
1: Yeah, this is uh, this yep. is interesting, Clark. <laughs> I thought
0: it would be fun. Yeah. And um, So essentially, saying this another way, you're trying to create a team or portfolio of players whose cards could give you the highest ROI by the end of the year, starting with today's values. Mm. All right? So... I'll read the list of the 15 players we get to draft from, and then I'll also give you their rate of growth over the past two years to at least give you an idea of how their cards are trending. And that might help you make your decision on who you draft first. Okay? Okay. All right. Uh, Last thing, when you make your decision, uh, if you could give a brief rationale for why you chose that player or at that pick um, so our podcast listeners could hear our thought process to give them some value or Mm -hmm. at least some entertainment if we just are stuck at a choice. All right, so here is the list. Number one, most collected, of course, Michael Jordan. Not a surprise. And over the last two years, his cards, according to Card Ladder, has been trending downward minus 20.15%. Okay? Number two on the list is LeBron James. And his card value has been trending downward minus 46.48%. All right. So just, just again, like the card ladder value, it takes into account some of its LeBron's key cards. So I'm sure the exquisite collections there. And you know, sorry, what um, is the
1: value? Like, so I see the value. Like, is it just the index or something that card ladder made up in terms of, like, the strength of?
0: Yeah, I think it gives you. Like I'm not 100 percent sure, but how I take it, like um, I didn't give you the car ladder value, the numeric value, but right. Michael Jordan is right now is around eleven thousand eight hundred six, and LeBron is thirty two thousand nine hundred sixty one. Right. Right. And and um, every every uh, one of these cards, the car ladder value starts at one thousand, so it's kind of relative in terms of the growth. Okay. Right, because they all start at one thousand, and I think the higher the number shows. For me, I, I guess it indicates more like sales volume, and also like some of these high-end cards really pumping the number up upward. You okay. know, these high-end cards that sell at auctions for ridiculous amounts, right? Right, right. right. Um, so, but I, I'm not going to give you the car ladder value because it's it's really relative. But I think the more important number is the uh the Percentage. trend number. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Number three on the list: Tom Brady, minus thirty-seven point one point zero one percent um growth over the last two years. Number four, Mickey Mantle, and here's your first positive over the last two years, plus 29.93%, probably buoyed by the 1952 Tops sales recently. Uh, Number five, Kobe Bryant, minus 66.82% over the past two years. Luka Doncic, number six, minus 63.21%.
1: You guys are going to be fighting over him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You you might be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Number seven, Patrick Mahomes minus 45.1%. Number eight, Babe Ruth, another positive, plus 19.32%. Number nine, Stephen Curry, minus 35.46%. And then rounding out the top 10 by PWCC is Mike Trout at minus 55% over the last two years. All right, and the the next five I was just kind of gauging over Twitter. Like there was a question like, who are we missing in the top ten? And these are the ones I kind of repeatedly saw, so I kind of put these in the next five. Um, it's not by PWCC. It's just a judgment call for me. All right, number eleven I'm putting Lionel Messi. Get a soccer player in there. Um, minus sixty six point four nine percent. Twelve Wayne Gretzky. Got to include a hockey player there. Minus forty one point three seven percent. Shohei Otani, plus 131.3% over the last oh. two years. We are just talking about that in uh, our Friday episode. Tiger Woods, wanted to get a, the best golfer of all time in there. His card value, minus 27.49% over the last two years. And then 15, I want to get one more vintage player, uh, vintage baseball card in there, Jackie Robinson. And that's decreased minus 10.98%. Man, this is luck. tough. This really is good really list. Tough. Really good list. Yeah. All right. Really good solid list. list. Yeah. But remember the 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 goal to win this draft is to get the highest ROI, you know, and right. um, of your whole team collectively. Yeah. All right. Right. So let's uh, decide the order of the draft. I have a randomizer here. Okay. And uh, I wouldn't even know guys- who
2: to pick first. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's no definitive oh, first. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, well it, yeah, it depends on the goal of the draft, so that makes it a little bit trickier. But um okay. Someone give me a number between five and ten. Seven. Eight. <laughs> I heard <laughs> I heard eight. You go, first, seven. So you go seven, you go seven, you go seven, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, I was gonna share a screen, but you can trust me. I put Clark, Young, and John, I'm gonna randomize it seven times. All and right. and the whatever the
1: order is will be the we'll put five dollars on it too. <laughs> <That's been good. laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: five dollars i'm just kidding man. i'm just All kidding right.
2: <laughs> we'll put up uh we'll put up a slab yeah <laughs> a
0: raz you're gonna put up your uh Hira? cast slab. yeah there, there you, you are, go exactly. I, have,
1: I have a pink 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 refractor 10 <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> six and seven john is picking first oh no. oh no clark is picking second and hyung your third and fourth, three and fourth, yeah. Okay. All right. Not bad. On the turn. Okay, so Johnny, who are you picking? Number one. Number one. Okay. Um,
2: you know the there's Shohei who's who is one of the positive of the three. So there's three positive mm-hmm. marks. One is Shohei for obvious reasons. The two others are Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle. Um, yep. and I think they're obviously big big names within the vintage world. And for Mickey Mantle, yes, I think the 1952 definitely buoys the the number because every time that comes up for sale, it's a record sale, and that probably really skyrockets his value. Uh, But with that being said, uh, I like the play on vintage, but uh, there is another vintage name here that is a bit more underrated than the two big boys, Mm -hmm. Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle, and I feel like he's going to get his well-deserved flowers within the hobby soon so i'm with my number one pick i'm going jackie robinson
0: wow oh okay i not expect that one i know i thought you were gonna pick babe ruth for a sec <laughs> jackie robinson okay number one pick jackie robinson all right i get the number two pick i'm gonna go vintage i think with this shorter timeline right we're we're just thinking six months i feel like there's a lot of room to still you know uh, especially with these modern cards, trend downward, so I think the name of the game for this is trying to not get the most rate of growth change, but try to get the least loss like drop yeah yes yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think that could kill your team if you choose the wrong guy, right, where it just the bottom drops out by the end of the year so i'm I'm choosing a vintage guy because I feel like that's a good stable pick, like you're not gonna lose money, you know, and you might not gain a bunch, but you're not gonna lose your draft, so I'm gonna go with. Mickey Mantle. Oh, interesting! Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys
1: are leaving me with with that choice of you know taking that vintage, eh? The Babe Ruth. Hey, it's up
0: to you. Yeah, it's up to you. Makes, but you get you get you get two picks. I get so. two picks. Yeah,
1: so I'm actually gonna go. Um, man, I know trout's market's really down. Um, most I've ever seen it, to be honest. So I'm gonna go actually. I'm going to go Messi and then mm. I'm going to go Trout. Dang. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, cuz well, I, I think Messi you'll have an
2: automatic bump, right? Cuz I think the I'm, Messi I'm thinking the Messi the timing here might, might work out. Right. Because Messi coming
1: coming over, coming over too. To, yeah, like it's like a, how yeah. is he going to do? Uh, realistically, I think he's going to he he's going to I mean, hold his He'll own for it. sure. Yeah, Like yeah, for yeah. me, you know, with the 66% uh, percent drop off in terms of the hype over the last, you know, with the World Cup and stuff, that was expected. So I think there's a good chance that we're going to see a bump there. Hopefully. It's like mm-hmm. he's going down a tier, in my opinion, in terms of his his, uh, his competition. So I think there's sure. opportunity where he could be a superstar in the MLS. And then, you know, uh, Mike Trout, you know, we talked about this, you know, you you bought a Bowman Chrome auto pretty mm-hmm. low and i said you know five thousand dollars for uh a bgs nine would be kind of like that like uh like kind of like the the bo- the bottom almost the bottom right. um and i don't see you know at the end of the day i know the the everybody's gonna say well he he didn't you know he's not winning right I still, like, look at Ken Griffey Jr., uh, you know, same, same sure. thing, right? It, from a player's perspective, there's no doubt that Trout hasn't even lost a beat. He's still swinging it. He's still holding his own. So I'm going to go with Trout because he's a hobby favorite, and there's a lot of iconic cards that basically he's uh, – he, he, it's already sold, like the Super Fractor and the Red Refractor of, uh, of his Bowman Chrome. So I think I'm yeah. going to rely on that to push his values.
0: Okay. Uh. I think I feel like that's a biased baseball pick from Hyung. I think it could be a mistake, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, uh, it's my turn. Right, so it's back, back to me. Yep. I'm playing defense, guys. Babe Ruth, baby. Yeah, all vintage, the vintage yeah. portfolio. <laughs> Clark's. You know, no, his,
2: his your eyes saying. lit up when Young didn't pick Babe Ruth. I know. Yeah, I know. I, you know what? It's
1: a year. It's a year. <laughs> to me, it's like Babe Ruth is 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 piggybacking on that Shohei hype. So and the mm. mantle hype, right? So <laughs> right. That's why right, it was but- a trap. Okay, we'll see. We'll see.
0: I was—I got real excited when you didn't uh, when you left Babe Ruth on the board, but uh, yeah, for the same reason that I chose Mantle, I'm gonna keep a stable base with uh, my two vintage cards. Right. Okay, Johnny, the vintage is off the board. Right. Okay.
2: Um, I like Clark. I like your process of thinking (laughs) defense. Um, this my pick here. uh, I get two. I'm not sure of the second one, but the first one I'm sure of and it's a bit of defense i don't i i foresee growth but at the least i don't see a downside and for me the pick is going to be tiger woods with all the okay. with all the live news you know netflix season 2 is going to come yeah. and you know it's going to be on fire the first one was a little underwhelming because it was more about uh developing um, characters i th- mm-hmm. i think i think people are going to anticipate the second season pretty, being pretty big and obviously tiger woods is the head you know uh, image of golf so i'm um, tiger woods is the pick there and then the snake the second pick oh, this one's is start, starting to get tough now <laughs> um i'm going to um i don't know when we're going to you know do this assessment whether well, it's gonna be six months now so i'm not sure the timing but i'm gonna take one risk here i think there's some upside here in terms of growth and 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 uh, you know maybe his cards won't grow that much but I'm, again it's kind of a defensive play I don't I can't foresee it going even lower so I'm gonna go with Patrick Mahomes interesting oh, okay. mm-hmm.
0: huh
1: Whew. I thought
0: you're gonna pick my guy I I, I I hate when that happens in a draft where it's your, right your turn next you're like <laughs> right before okay I like that Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, it's my turn. Uh, I hate being the middle. <laughs> I'd rather have the
1: two picks. At you're the you're end. playing defense already, so it's this is the defensive <laughs> pick. It's, you're right in the middle. You don't get two two picks. True. You just get one. Just that,
0: yeah, exactly. I'm, you know, I'm playing with the cards on dealt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna. I think at this point everything is a slight risk. Right? <laughs> <Okay. Yep. laughs> there's no. There's no super safe plays now. But. Um, Depending on the timeline, like we're going to assess, to answer your question, John, we're going to assess by the end of the year. So, you know, come December 31st, Mm. we'll see at that time. I'm picking a guy that I think can go down in value, but there's there's a world where it can really skyrocket by the end of the year. If it, and it's it will happen if he wins a Cy Young and an MVP in the same year, so I'm gonna go with Shohei. Although it's increased 131, percent I think the timeline is short enough where it just the bottom won't drop out by the end of this year. Right. So okay. my pick is Shohei Otani.
2: Oh, oh man, end of the year is gonna be off season for football, right? You just screwed me over.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why now it's it's a little different. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> Let me just uh, – okay. So it's it's so back I to me. I, I get Show two. You.
2: I'm surprised by that one.
0: So just to recap, we're halfway through. What's uh, the players left on the board? Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, Luka Doncic, Stephen Curry, and Wayne Gretzky.
1: Mm, I'm going to go with my first – I get two, right? Yep. I'm going to go Steph Curry. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. I like, like the that. timing of it too. Um, and you know, collectability of Steph is crazy with, with very rare cards, like a very uh, limited cards, we'll say. Um, so I like that mm-hmm. combination and he's still relevant. And then I'm going to go actually with Tom Brady. Mm, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go Tom Brady. That? So Steph, Steph Curry, Tom Brady. I, I feel like, um, you know, the hype of Tom Brady was kind of ridiculous and you see the, downward trend on it but there's no there's no one that's going to come close to tom brady's legacy you know in in football so it's 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 one of those things where to me tom brady's an a stock a type stock right you're not you know you shouldn't you shouldn't lose on this especially with his uh uh, stuff trending almost negative 40 percent right so I I like Tom Brady. It's to me, it's a it's it's safe in terms of timing too. So, yeah, mm. we'll go okay. with Tom. All right, I understand that pick. Um,
0: whew, okay. Let's see here. I am it's going tough. to choose. The reason why I'm choosing this player is I think there's been the major corrections happened already. I'm not saying it can't go down further, but I think the major corrections already happened. I think um, future sales of this card, not just his rookie, but the, you know his autographed cards, can really buoy his value up, and that's going to be the goat, Michael Jordan. Mm. Yeah, off the board.
2: Oh, I wanted to pick Jordan.
0: Dang it! <laughs>
2: <laughs> you need to you pick LeBron. Two. Oh, don't do
1: that to
0: me. <laughs> guys are killing me
1: <laughs> i hope it's the last pick and then you get him. <laughs> that could
0: happen that can very well happen
2: yeah all right uh, so you got lebron kobe luca gratsky is that it
0: three basketball okay. one hockey yeah
2: I really want to pick Gretzky, but I'm not sure about Gretzky because I think Gretzky, in terms of collectability, it's really only the OPG '79, Uh, and some could argue uh, you could, you know, Gretzky's autograph is also a big one. But man, he signs a lot of stuff. Like his autograph is everywhere. So,
0: oh, does he? Okay. Yeah.
2: So you know, it's it's valuable, but Gretzky would be kind of kind of safe. But I don't see a big upside to it at this point. I got to start swinging for the fence. So. It's going to it's not going to be Gretzky because if it's, you know, December, I think basketball season's going to be in full swing. Yeah. And and there's going to be some volatility. I've got to kind of lean on some good performances, I don't know. Would LeBron go to Dallas? Would you know, is that, is that too crazy? <laughs> I think it's too crazy, but could it happen? Maybe. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to take that risk. I'm going to go Luka and LeBron Ooh.
0: and hope for the uh oh.
2: hope for the NBA season in full swing. To, to help bump wow. my
0: value, okay, yeah. In December, it's right in the middle of the season, right? Yeah, so so
2: it might capture some of that, uh, you know, NBA preseason value, right?
0: And you better be cheering hard for the Dallas Mavs. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> to make all the right moves in the off season, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I-, I think that's pretty risky. I-, I, you know, can I be honest? I Luca was my last
1: pick. <laughs> Was no my, last I understand one. it because but, there's
2: more to come down right like his his before it comes up it's going to come down
1: yeah. yeah so can I be I think... honest <laughs> Clark does I, it in a very nice way can I be honest <laughs> just say it
0: I, I'm just saying I think John just lost a draft but uh, <laughs> we'll see hey, we
1: should all put a slab up for this
0: yeah okay, down.
1: okay. we'll figure, figure it out later yeah we'll figure right. it out all right,
0: or or you know, I'll, uh, oh yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. We could do another draft too on something else and then make it more interesting. But um, this will be our trial run, I guess. Um, okay, I got Kobe or Wayne Gretzky, so
1: I guess uh, Hyung's gonna get
0: whoever I don't choose. Yeah, I guess
1: I get the last the last draw. I'm okay with both of them. So, okay. pick your poison.
0: Oh man, it's just like uh, reverse. You're using reverse psychology Absolutely. on me. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like there is the one that Hyung really wants. <laughs> Mind games already, okay. <laughs> um, I I just don't see any. I guess I I don't see volatility in either of these guys at this like for the rest of the year at least, yeah. right? Um, now you can so understand what, why
2: I picked LeBron and Luca.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's a you're swinging for the fences there. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, I guess this is kind of my team, right? The safe play. And um, I think uh, just looking at the drop in percentage over the... So Kobe's lost um, the most at minus 67%. Almost 67. It's probably because of the unfortunate timing of his passing. And then mm-hmm. that's kind of um, been two years since. And uh, and then Wayne Gretzky, you kind of talked about it, John. Um, just though Peachy being his main card... And uh, I don't know if that's going to trend upward at any point, but um, you know what? I'm going to go with Kobe. I think uh, there's some autographed cards that are out there that um, might uh, really increase its value, uh, kind of like a mini Michael Jordan. So I'll, I'll, I'll take a risk there, uh, more of a risk in my opinion. So Kobe Bryant's mine. So Hyung, you got Wayne.
1: Gretzky. That's crazy. Mm. Wayne Gretzky is the last pick of the draft. I know. <laughs> Only in this draft <laughs> Only in is this Wayne Gretzky. The last. And that's hobby logic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is the hobby logic draft. Okay. That was fun. That so was fun. we'll see. see. Yeah. yeah. I love I love drafts in general. So I'll try to think of other drafts we can do throughout the year. But uh, yeah, we'll check at the end of the year, check the rate of growth percentage um, and see who wins. So just to recap, John. John's team consists of Jackie Robinson. Tiger Woods, Patrick Mahomes started off strong and then kind of the wheels fell off with Luka Doncic and LeBron James. That's what you think. That's what you think. We'll see about that. <laughs> well, yeah, we will see. Um, my team, Mickey Mannell, Babe Ruth, Shohei Otani, MJ, and Kobe Bryant. Well, that's pretty solid. solid. And then <laughs> and then Hyung's team, Lionel Messi, Mike Trout, Stephen Curry. Tom Brady and Wayne Gretzky nice
1: yeah good teams yeah good teams yeah it would be tough because I think there's gonna be so many factors at play like you're mentioning like rookie cards of Wayne Gretzky that that's that was one reason I didn't want Wayne Gretzky to be honest is Mm -hmm. it's very limited in his cards right so it's dictated on that PSA 10 sale same with Jordan at the same time but Jordan's I think a little more like desired than Wayne Gretzky in general um, yep. So Jordan, I for think sure. was uh, was the better pick for sure. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, out of our three teams, I'm definitely you know my my strategy is to lose the least yeah. amount of <laughs> it of looks dollars. like that for sure. Yeah, so uh, we'll see if that strategy pays off. And yeah, for me, the I really like the messy pick. That's going to be a wild card, I think. Yeah, for your yeah. Team hopefully, especially. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it, his market's so down, and I think he needs change. And if he comes and tears it up, it's just like people would be like, oh messy like what that we were could
0: thinking. be, yeah, Miami in the in the US, yeah. that could be a game changer for sure. So that, I'm gonna keep a close eye on that too. All right, um, okay, that was fun. So we'll definitely check on that. Maybe we'll do like a monthly kind of update. update. Yeah, you know? yeah, it would be see, uh, see how our po- teams are it. doing. Yeah, we'll post it somewhere, maybe on FiveCarGuys.com, and then uh, people can follow. Maybe this will become a thing. You know, we'll have more people Seasonal. join. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs>
1: whole draft. Do a, Post the whole draft. <laughs> we'll, Everybody throws we'll in get, a slab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Everyone throws in a slab as an entry fee, yeah. and then uh, we'll figure out the prize distribution exactly. later. All right. Okay. Um, let's uh, go on to our next segment. It's overrated, underrated. All right. We haven't done this in a while, but um, yeah, I thought we could quickly do another overrated, underrated segment. And the theme for this overrated, underrated segment is different types of short-printed cards, SP cards, all right? So the first one for you guys to consider, and this is actually, oh, sorry, I can't remember who sent this. It might have been Josh who asked the question before. Um, But uh, the first one is printing plates. And we might have done this in the past, but I'm just throwing it out there again. Overrated or underrated as a SP card, or as a card in general, actually.
1: I'm going to say it's underrated. Because in the hobby, nobody likes printing plates, but it's a one of one. It's like it's such a cool piece, in my opinion. Personally, I have zero printing plates. Actually, I do have one that I pulled in a break. I don't even know where it is. So that's just to show you how much I care about printing plates. But yeah, that's, how <laughs> yeah. that's how underrated it is. That's how underrated it is. Yeah, like no. I, I, but I, I still think there's there's a play there like because it's just a cool piece if you take away the whole context of how it looks it's like hey this is the actual like printing plate for this color it's like you collect all four it's like you got the railroad and monopoly you know the all four railroads it's one of those would you rather have park place or the, the the railroads it's right it's a niche right so i'm gonna say slightly underrated okay <laughs> Have we
2: have we seen the printing plates? Like, for example, Bowman First, Wander Franco. Like, have we seen them sell? I'm sure they sell for a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. They're decent, but not like anywhere near a one of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm.
2: I think I might have said underrated last. I'm going to say overrated this time. And I'm going to look at it from a different lens. (laughs) I think printing plates in general, when they trade and they move, it's when a product first releases, right? That's when they start popping up. And that's when people try to sell them off. And obviously the hype of that initial release is going to also hype up the printing plate more than it should. And I think after a number of months or years go by, uh, unless the particular printing card is of a generational star or somebody who's on its way up, generally they kind of get forgotten and they're not desired at all. So um, for the simple fact that they do trade the most during the uh, initial release, when it's hyped, I'm going to say printing plates are overrated.
0: Mm, okay. Um, man, I can't remember what I chose last time too. I might have said it was, I feel like I said it was overrated. I just don't like the look of printing plates. And and I think it's it's funny that you look at it one way, young but I look at the other way where it's like, oh, they really play up the one of one, but it's an ugly looking card. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, it's not even like a card for me. So I think um, I'm going to stay... I'm gonna stay at saying overrated. What what
1: what happens with like let's just say you're Bo- you're a Bowman Chrome Trout owner. You're yep. telling me you wouldn't wouldn't want a Bowman Chrome Trout printing plate? Like that you know would be insane. It. That'd be pretty crazy. Like, it's funny you say iconic. that. Iconic.
0: It's fun. It's funny you say that because I was like looking at through a card ladder as we were kind of going through this segment and the 2009 Bowman draft pick Magenta printing plate, Mike Trout, sold sold Recently? at Heritage Auction for 99,000 February. There you February go. There's a plate.
1: There is a plate. There is a plate. There is a plate. Yep.
0: And there's a yellow printing plate that sold on Golden July of 2020 for 37,000.
1: There you go. There's a plate. <laughs> there, 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 there's I there's play change, a plate for the I changed Supreme end card. Change back to <laughs>
0: <laughs> But but then the most of the printing plates are like under 50 bucks too, so. Right. Yeah. Um for some of them, not even worth that much. So I'm sticking with overrated. <laughs> this is Mike Trout, obviously. Um, all right, next one. Gatorade image cards. <laughs> so uh, obviously, we know the Juan Soto Gatorade image, but there are a bunch more. If you just eBay search it. Oh, I didn't know that. You know, you're going to see a lot of, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there was one I saw. The reason why I chose this one, there was one of K- Kyle. I can't even remember. It was like a Baltimore Oriole bench guy. And oh, it was like man. a, you know, your classic Gatorade, like just just cut out Photoshop out Juan Soto and put this guy, in, and it's the same photo. Bad, so anyway, Gatorade image. Card.
1: Bad move by Tops. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, Gatorade Soto was the image. It was the sought after, and I was even pissed. They actually have a Stadium Club image with Soto uh, that's similar, but it's kind of like the fake, the fake Gatorade right. bath, right? And then it's vertical. Yeah, it's a vertical. Exactly. So the iconic 2018 one, they should have just left it at, at that. It was known as a SSP. And I think you retire that whole kind of awesome. image. Obviously it, it is a celebration because they're the walk-offs, right? It's on a walk-off. They get the image, but the, the Soto yeah. Gatorade bath is the staple. And I, I feel like all the other ones will never do it justice. They will never hold value. Uh they're just the collectors piece that me as a collector, I'm not collecting Gatorade bats because of that. Like to me there's zero <laughs> desire at all. Like but I love the Soto Gatorade bats, so that's the OG, so I'm gonna say overrated.
0: Okay.
2: You know what they need to come out with? They need to come out
1: with the Pi Face SSP. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and Tops will overdo that too, so yeah. <laughs> um I, I had no idea
2: that there were more than one Gatorade Paths And the fact that I learned that right now, I will say overrated. If if there is any kind of bump just because it's another Gatorade path of another uh, player, I'm I'm with Young. I, I stick to the Soto, like that's the iconic one. It should have been sort of like a one of one of one image. Um Yeah, and I I'm I, I'm with Young in that tops shouldn't have made that imagery. Uh, across different players, I, I get it. It's cool. It's a it's an awesome looking image, but
0: yeah, overrated. Don't like it. Yeah, I'm gonna say overrated too. But you know, like I'm looking through it's kind of funny. Mike Trout has one 2014 tops, and it's listed right now for 750 bucks PSA 10. Freddie Freeman has one, 500 bucks. It's also a variation PSA nine 2017 tops. So I think every year there's a different guy, different player. Um, getting doused by Gatorade. So, thanks to Tops, it's overrated now. <laughs> All right, um, number third. Uh, the third one, uh, 2023 Tops Golden Mirror SP cards.
1: Oh, let me see those golden mirrors really quick. I th- I right off the bat, I'm saying overrated. Um, but like-
0: these were new to the 2023 Tops um, set when it came out for Series this One. This is the this one year? where and on the back it uh, says
2: SSP.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes, SSP it was great and now that series 2 is, is it's out now. Um they also have Golden Mirror in those sets. Honestly,
1: too. I'm not a fan of the whole SSP like actually you know putting that out there that it's an SSP, labeling it as SSP. I, I don't mind with PSA, but on the card I think it's like kind of like over. I I think it's super cool when you're going through a card and then you see you pull an image variation, like an SSP, like a Soto Gatorade bat that has a print run of 300. You don't really know that it's an SSP. You just kind of, uh, you know, pull it. And I think part of that is the SSP, right? It's, it's, it's an alternative image of that card number. So it's like that golden in um, whatever variation, I feel like it's overrated. It's a very new uh, system. And it's it's the love of the whole term ssp that's a, it's an ssp and it's like implementing that into modern cards it's like ssps were all re- always around right and then there's like sssp where it's like super super short print or whatever you want to do it you right. could add a- as many s's as you want but that's kind of like the hobby fun is like finding out like, okay, in this uh, particular uh, print run, there was only 300 printed and, you know, doing your research and stuff like that. I'm not a huge fan of the whole Golden Mirror, um, you know, variation, just the labeling. Like, it would be cool if they just mm-hmm. left it as a variation.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Overrated. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, Hyung is obviously well-versed in the originality of the SSP in, in tops and stuff like that and imagery and all that stuff and you know you only technically knowing that it's an sp or an ssp by like the little serial code code on the bottom i think i get that and i think the purists who have been around for a while who have been ripping packs that's the way that they've known known it and that's the way that they get that thrill when they find it so i understand that part i'm going to go to the other side because i am more newer relatively newer in terms of coming back into the hobby and I personally, when I saw the golden mirror and I saw that it was labeled SSP, I liked that. I personally liked that. I liked seeing and knowing this is an SSP SSP rather than having to do some absurd research at first and then trying to find out, hey, can somebody figure this out for me? Is this an SSP? You try to look at look for it on eBay, et cetera, et cetera. So I like it. And I think also it it also helps with the collectability and the excitement. Like people now know what hmm. to go for and what to try to collect and there's like a uniformity sort of in in the collection um and and a different type of chase than you had before because i think when you didn't know what was an ssp you don't really know what you're looking for but now there is a type of branding that you're exactly looking for and i think that also helped the values of other players that may not have had much value you know like a kyle tucker ssp 50 or ssp like doesn't really have value but the fact that it's one of the you know 90 golden mirror ssps that people are trying to collect now it kind of intrinsically has a bit of a bump because it's a part of a collection that everyone's kind of going after right so uh, i like i like all of that branding and as i'm a fan of it so i'm gonna say underrated i'm gonna go the other way
0: okay i'll break the tie here um I, I also like the SSP branding. I don't mind it at all. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure I threw out some SSP cards <laughs> when I first started collecting tops. You know, I was like, oh, this card looks a little different, but uh, probably not worth anything. But um, yeah, and it's hard for me to see those see that code at the bottom. So I, I appreciate the SSP branding, but I, I don't like that the golden mirror. Like I, I believe there's an SSP golden mirror for each card in the set right like mm. it's, it's essentially it's an alternate set mm. so i'd rather have it for like a select player i don't you know i don't know how they used to choose which players got ssp yeah, maybe there weren't uh, a lot yeah oh i didn't it know it's like, like one. limited
2: card that's crazy
0: i think there is yeah this year so um someone could correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure it's that's like a full back- subset
2: yeah that's a or like right. a set that's a monster yeah. set holy
0: yeah, and um, so yeah, for that reason, I think it's overrated to, to just to have like an alternate set. Mm. You know, I rather keep the branding, but uh, just make it limited to certain players. You know, yeah. with um, some really cool uh, card photo or art. You know, to make it SSP. Um, so that's why I'm saying it's overrated because mm. it's it's just for every card is too much. Okay, I got two more. This card is a parallel in the top set, number to twenty five all right it is the memorial day camo mm. parallel
1: i'm gonna say underrated it gets no love it's numbered mm-hmm. 25 um where i think it really took steam was 2018 specifically mm-hmm. soto and Acunia, probably one of the most expensive camo memorial day camo Um, probably sales. I have, I haven't even seen one in so long, but Mm. you know, I think they're beautiful cards because we talk about 2018 set all, all the time. Um, you know, it, it's where the full background is, you know, the, the camo and same with Tatis, you know, the, I think Tatis camo is a beautiful card in 2019. Um, it's the whole card again and 2020 started going border. So I think it lost its, uh, love there, but I think based on, the love it gets because obviously Independence Day and Black, the Black Parallel get a lot more love. They're numbered to, you know, 67 and 76. So they get a lot more love uh in general, whereas numbered to 25 and 50 Father's Day, Mother's Day, they don't get as much love. So I'm going to say underrated on the camo.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. I think even Mother's Day and Father's Day get more love than the camo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is easy for me. I'm going to say underrated too. I personally don't like the camo, and I, 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 can certainly see why it's underrated or the pricing doesn't necessarily fit with a numbered out of twenty-five. I think they probably, I think they made a mistake using camo as a numbered out of twenty-five. They should have went with like gold foil or something like that instead of making gold foil like a like almost like a base parallel. But anyways, that's besides the point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think overall it is underrated because let's let's be honest. At the bottom line, it's numbered out of twenty-five you know when you go deeper into the future for some of these cards and people these players start to become iconic or hall of fame trajectory like let's just put Shohei as an example and you see his Camo Auto 25 it's very rare for you to see that Camo Auto 25 appear sure and i think because of that rarity in the future there is big opportunity if you can pick it up cheap early even though people don't want it later on people start wanting rarity, you know, like it's it's almost like they they before they didn't want it because they didn't like the look, but in the future I feel like that kind of starts to go away and they're just happy with having some so, sort of super rare version parallel of an iconic image or flagship image of that Hall of Fame player. So, um I think it has huge potential in the long run if that player pans out mm. into Hall of Fame form. So, yeah, underrated.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I'm going the other way. I'm going to say it's overrated. You know, I know it's number twenty-five, but it's one of those things where we just have so many parallels. Like it's like the equivalent of red lava or or blue lunar. You know, it's yeah, it's still number to one fifty. Oh, it's still number right. to five. Or and, vintage and stock on ninety-nine. It's probably like a
2: similar comparison.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, but I, I will I will put an asterisk. Other than the twenty eighteen tops update set, where young you were mentioning the the camel was the, the whole card. Like, that mm, looks sick. But, like, the, you know, the Wander Franco, like, I just saw um, a listing for that. It's just a border. It's it's just, it kind of seems It just to like me. a little green speck. Um, little green speck. And, like, 2017 tops, I saw, you know, the Aaron Judge where he's kind of jumping. I think you have one, Young, where he's jumping by the fence. Yeah, on the yeah, fence. yeah, yeah. And the camo is like, there's a small slither of a triangle at the bottom of the border. Oh, man. You know, because it's borderless, right? The card itself. Right. So you only see it at the bottom. And that's the only differentiator in terms of what color parallel it is. So other than twenty eighteen where the whole background is the you know, the the camel design. Um I just think it's overrated I, in general.
1: I sent you a, a link just now on a twenty nineteen Tatis Camel. I just want you to take a look at this card and tell me it's not beautiful.
0: Twenty nineteen.
1: It's in the in the in the group chat.
0: Yep, I see it. Yeah, that looks nice. Yeah, you see it more prominently. It's very sure.
1: prominent, full card. And it's just like San Diego has the camo jersey too as part of their uniform. Like yeah. that's like known for San Diego too, right? The camo SD. So I I, th- I thought it was a cool card. But anyways. Okay, t-
0: 2018 and
1: 2019,
0: that's it. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, last one for this segment. National Landmarks World Cup cards. You
1: know my answer. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say underrated. Okay. Super underrated. I'm gonna say super underrated, because Ooh. of how. Well, I'm just talking specifically World Cup. Are you talking World Cup national landmarks? Is there any more national landmarks other than? I think that's 2018? it. I think they only
2: come out of the so. The Prism okay, World here's Cup.
1: why. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly just Google mm-hmm. uh, Prism World Cup soccer. Yep. Okay. And let's see. It is for a hobby box. It's three thousand seven hundred and fifty US. Okay. For a hobby box. Wow. The national landmarks are a case hit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how many uh, national landmarks are there? There's like 20, 28 or something like that. I don't know how many, but there's a lot. So right, you're yeah. talking one in whatever case you're gonna hit that player. So we we all love Sunny you know the uh Sun Young Min national landmark psa 10 this is why i said this is in my opinion a very valuable card because it, the amount that you have to rip of this product to get one of those cards is insane right so mm-hmm. it's like if if you do the math and see the probability of that alone i think national landmarks become super underrated in terms of what they sell for some and that we bought kind of like on the high end and then and on the hype right so i think right. when when the dust settles and there's uh, like raw opportunities of these landmarks even with messi ronaldo like all these cards i think they're they're a great um, like long term play in terms of the 2018 like set is because it's so desired with with mbappe too right
0: Hmm. sure yep okay
2: Um, I am also going underrated, and I think, um, based on the fact that this is a case hit that only comes out once every four years, right? So, I Mm, think that will also help in not oversaturating the market, like we've kind of seen with like downtown and kabooms and stuff like that. So, I think national landmarks will continue to stay um a little bit more exclusive a little bit more rare in terms of year to year so it's a, it's an i mean even objectively they look nice they, they they, got the similar downtown um type of imagery but you're talking about landmarks from your national country like i mean how it doesn't get any cooler than that right so if, if you're collecting argentinian players and there's an art you know like usually it's messy but if there's somebody else and it's a national landmark i mean that's that's awesome like i for us personally, S- Sunny, and then I, f- I can't remember the guy's name from this year, but those would be two huge collectibles mm-hmm. for Koreans, right? So, yeah, underrated. I
0: like it. All right, um, I was gonna say overrated, but then Hyung changed my mind, and <laughs> John, you just confirmed it too. So I'm gonna say underrated because of the the odds of it. Like when you when you're saying it's a case, it I was thinking in my head. Yeah, so are home field advantage, okay? <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of them around. <laughs> so maybe I'm bitter because I'm collecting uh, supposedly case hits of uh, home field advantage for tops Baseball. But the reason why I put this up there is because I was wondering if, like, national landmarks is getting into that territory where it's, like, uh, downtown. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, there's so much hype when the hobby was really... The insert you know, hype. In 2021. Yeah. And then, you know, like, oh, like... Just way too much hype and it's kind of like the dust is settling now but um but i think you, you you guys make a good point in terms of the actual rarity of it and that it comes once every four years we forget about that too and uh you know um so yeah uh don't get me wrong i love my sunny card I'm never going to sell it you know and uh like it's on display right now
1: in my house <laughs> so which um, one is that you have the national landmark too yeah yeah, so, yeah, the same one you have. So, how, so how many? How many did we? Did we I'm take the only down one. Out
2: of them? I'm the only one left out. So, so we, we have John we have three, three of
1: them. Three of them. I think you guys have three of them. Yeah, three.
2: Yeah.
0: Roy's got yeah. one. Yeah, I think
1: there's what 15 14? or 16. 14. Okay. We're yeah. working yeah. on it. We're working on it.
0: And I think Hannah. Mm-hmm. What's Hannah her collects. Oh, yeah. Hannah collects. Yeah, she, she has one. She collects. Yeah.
1: So that's four. We know where four is. Yeah. And she ain't selling. I know she ain't selling it.
2: And I'm, I'm sure Koreans. half of them all are in Korea, Koreans, and yeah. South Korea. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We should, uh, I always have this idea where like we should try to track where each one is and then you know just start an exclusive club. I like it. I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. It's, it's really, uh, you know, NFT's kind of died down, but it's the idea of an NFT, you know? Like you have right. this digital collectible. It's the same thing except we have an actual PSA 10 slab of this one yeah. card and this is your membership pass essentially.
1: I like it.
0: I like it. I'm in. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. We'll have a secret, like a, uh, you know, world meeting somewhere. <laughs> Meet and greet with Sunny. I'll arrange it somehow. <laughs> All right, uh, that was another fun edition of Overrated, Underrated. We'll do it again in a future episode. All right, let's end off the show with our regular weekly segment. We call Pick One. And if you're new to the show, uh, this is when we each put up two cards and then we debate which one we would rather invest in. And uh, we used to give each other like uh, a quick heads up of what we're going to talk about in the show, but we're just starting today. We're going to hear for the first time as we're recording. So it's really our gut feel on which one we're going to choose, yes, right? So, yes, yes, you know, yes, yes. Okay. Start things off and then we'll see what we All do. All right.
1: So since we talked about Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck Rookie Cards oh boy. a lot yep. in this previous episode, <laughs> Okay. You're going to buy that PSA 10 for 2000 bucks or whatever it is, 1800 bucks. Okay. Pop 4000 mm-hmm. or you have to pick one. Okay. Or you go the same card, 1989 upper deck, yep. Hangarfee Jr. BGS 10 for $7,000. Are you going to drop $7,000 on it? It's what? a, it's a pop one, 114. Mm. So you're going to drop the 7000 on a Pop 114 BGS 10 or are you going to drop the 1800 on a Pop 4000 PSA 10?
2: 1800. You got to pick one. John. 1800 easy. I don't think the premium's <laughs> worth it. I think whoever's getting it, it's going into their personal collection because this is, you know, this was the 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 iconic card. And like Clark was saying, like even for our price range we may not even care about PSA ten. We'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'm good with a PSA nine for my collection, right? And I think higher end collectors, just knowing that they have the perfect version, PSA, you know, quote unquote perfect version, PSA ten, that's usually good okay. enough. I don't even understand why the BGS ten price is like that. That's that's a bit too crazy. If it, if the BGS ten was like thirty five hundred, okay. Put put
1: some, put it put into perspective. I'll put into perspective. Just throwing this out there. Derek Jeter's PSA ten is a pop twenty one.
2: Yeah, the foil.
1: So, Pop 21, and what did it sell for?
2: 144 or something like like that, like the the top.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, BGS 10 Griffey, Pop 114, you know, 7,000. It's not way out there. Oh, it's not.
2: But, yeah, but this is like such a blah, (laughs) you know, like a base card, right? Like, the the Derek Jeter is like an SP foil. There's something about chasing the perfection in that chipping foil right it's almost like getting, right. it's almost okay. like getting a perfect pmg like that's it's just unheard of so they're willing <laughs> right, right, right. to pay that astronomical price to have the perfect version right but this is like a base good point white white border like card like I, I don't know it's it's different so yeah psa 10 for me <laughs> yeah
0: yeah this is an easy one I'm, I'm with johnny definitely just go with the psa 10 like it's a, it's you know in, on principle, I'm never buying a BGS 10 card unless mm-hmm. it's like some that would be buying the grade exactly right. And and you know, like in terms of value, like I was looking at Carladder, it sold for 23,000 the BGS 10, and now it's going for 7k. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think it's ever going to go back up to 23k anytime soon. So, and I'm really getting it to for my own PC, and uh, you know, that's an easy one for me PSA 10. And uh, if you gave me the choice for PSA 9, I'm choosing PSA 9. Interesting.
1: Out of
2: curiosity, is there a black label, Griffey?
1: No, no there isn't.
2: Ooh, because if there was a black label. <laughs>
1: there isn't. No. <laughs> so Johnny's like, I'm all in on the <laughs> <Yeah>. black label. <laughs> By the
2: grade, not the card.
1: I think, I think you made a point earlier that this is kind of like the only card. Like it's just a base card. But I think that's what makes it so scarce, and these rare cards. You, you say, if you had a choice in a Michael Jordan Flair PSA ten versus a PSA nine, why would you get the ten then? Right. If if you're just saying, well, I could have a PSA nine for for cheaper, but you know, this is a case where hey, there's this is a lot more rare card, and the the Griffey's a different card because if you look at the pop. Pop report, PSA 8 and PSA 9s are the most common. So this is Mm. the supply thing. This is why PSA 9s sell for 200 bucks versus 2000 for a PSA 10 versus 7000 for a BGS 10. And for me, with Griffey and this card in particular, I'm actually going to go BGS 10. I don't mind Mm. spending extra on something so rare of someone, one of the greatest players and most iconic people in the game it's no different than getting that sp foil jeter you know with a pop of 21 or a jordan with a low pop or a gretzky psa 10 with a low pop you know because there's no other option really especially in in the iconic card so for me that bgs 10 is a special card because the psa 10s are too common Four thousand people are going to keep on submitting i know bgs are going to be pretty tight with their pop control there's not too many more bgs 10 showing up so i'm going to go bgs 10 even though it's like way more expensive you know if i had to choose one that's what i'm going to go with wow
0: I just don't trust the grading companies, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's But then problem, You could say so. that with
1: everything. It's like, oh, here we go. Here's the Gretzky PSA 10. Oh, I don't trust PSA. <laughs> right.
0: That's true. That's true. All right. Yeah, it made me think for sure. Okay, Johnny, you want to go next? Yep.
2: So we're going, um, again, we're sticking to that GOAT list that we did before the draft. Um, mm-hmm. Steph Curry, rookie, top scrum, refractor. BGS 9 sold pretty recently for 14 grand. Uh, mm-hmm. sorry, BGS 95 Mingem. sold for 14 grand, believe it or not. First, Tops, Tops Chrome Refractor.
0: So number to 500, yep. yeah.
2: Versus LeBron James rookie Tops Chrome Refractor BGS 95 recently sold for around 12 grand. Ooh. Steph Steph's pop is like I want to say it's like in the 90s, maybe like 99, 95. And then the LeBron is like low 400s. 12 grand versus 14 grand.
0: Which one's 14 grand? The Steph? Steph? <clears throat> oh, for me, it's easy. Steph Curry. In this market, anything numbered trumps everything else. And, um, I, you know, like I, I remember saying on a previous episode, I would love to have a LeBron James Um, Tops Chrome Refractor since the prices are coming down You know, it's still expensive But it's to the point where like, oh, maybe you could sell a few cards And and it's to the point But now, even now, I'm like, do I really want it? It's non numbered And, and, you know, it makes me think in terms of like how much further it can go down Because, you know, how many are there actually? So, um, at least with Steph Curry, um, it's numbered to 500 That's pretty good and uh, if it's an extra 2K, not that I have an extra 2K <laughs> lying around, but um, relatively speaking, yeah, I would rather pay that for the Steph Curry card.
1: Yeah, I would, I'm, I'm going to agree with Clark on this. Um, one, I, I rather Steph Curry as a player invest over LeBron. I like the pop count over LeBron, you know, and I like the scarcity over LeBron. Um, so for that reason, I'm, I'm going Steph Curry, um, not as polarizing, you know, LeBron's market's so volatile. It seems like one day everybody, you know, loves him. And then the next day it's like everybody craps on him and, you know, so I'm going to go Steph mm-hmm. Curry. I think it's just longevity wise, it's a safer bet uh, as well. And yeah, I, I, I think it's just a lot more scarce too. Yeah. Yep, yeah, it's a
2: sweep. I thought I could maybe capture you guys with LeBron, but you guys know what I was gonna pick from the very beginning. <laughs> well, yeah, we know your yeah. answer. Yeah.
1: And you have LeBron. I have Curry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: In your draft. Yeah. <laughs> um
2: Yeah, it's an easy one. I mean, Steph is is not as polarizing, if at all. He's very collectible, very likable, on his way to the Hall of Fame, on his way to possibly top ten overall uh all time. Uh, and with that pop mm-hmm. count, it's a no-brainer. Even the fact that it's at fourteen grand, I think, th- for high-end collectors, I, f- I feel like it's a bit of a steal, to be honest.
0: I agree. All right, good one. Um, I guess the one problem without us, the one problem with us not sharing in advance, like there might be overlap, because my pick one is Steph Curry. Oh, shit. All right, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's okay. a little bit different. Yeah. Actually. yeah, it's a little different. Uh, the Stephen Curry, the two thousand nine tops. Gold, gold, numbered to 2009, right? Uh, PSA 7, okay? 2500 bucks, Or a Stephen Curry, the Bowman 48, the one that I like, white border. Also numbered to 2009, a BGS 9.5 sold for 2400 So let's say they're both 2500 Okay? Right. So the tops Gold, PSA 7, 2500 The Bowman 48 rookie, BGS 9.5 for the same amount. White?
1: Was it white or blue, Bowman?
0: White, white border. White border. Yeah. And it's numbered to 2009. Both numbered to 2009.
1: Man, the the, the answer would be white um, because it's a you get your BGS 9.5 and man, I do like the gold better. Like flat out card for card, but that PSA 7 is a little kick in the nuts. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean compared to that BGS 9.5?
0: It's tops Man. though. Some people like tops over Bowman too. Yeah, but um, I,
1: I, I think that Bowman card is a pretty strong card too. I don't think it's uh normally I would say tops gold just because the the history of tops gold is a lot. But I think with this card in particular, with the Steph Curry, I'm gonna go with the BGS nine five white. Um, because the I think the Bowman card is an iconic card in itself, so I don't think you're gonna lose too much value on that side obviously the tops gold is the card you want but the the grade is i'm buying grades lately you mm. know <laughs> on, on older cards because that's what what that's what builds the scarcity right we have parallels in modern cards that we can build scarcity True. but back in the day there's not many ways to build scarcity so this is the way you stand out from above from the rest so i'm gonna go the bgs 95 white bowman yeah okay
2: you know what we always preach: buy the grade, not the card. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Bowman Bowman nine point five for me. You know what? To be honest, hearing that the PSA seven of the gold paper going for twenty five hundred, that I didn't expect it to be that expensive. To be honest, um, that's mm. that's I feel like that's a little overpriced. Like a PSA seven, that's pretty. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm not aware of how many exist in the wild. Maybe they're they're just super rare in general, right? And people are even going to go after like a PSA 6 or really beat up raw. I don't know. Um, I haven't been obviously none of... I don't think any of us have really been paying attention to the Steph Curry paper gold market. But that PSA 7, it's a little too ugly for me. I'd for sure rather take the grade on the other side. BGS 9.5. Obviously, the Bowman is... Not as iconic, and it's a little bit of a sleeper. I know, Clark, you've always been on that card. I personally love the mm-hmm. look. I, I, you know, so it's, it's, it's an easy one. It's a nine five.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a sweep. Um, actually, there's one on auction that's ending tonight. BGS nine five is at 1225. Yeah, yeah. It's probably going to go for, over for 2K. Um, but, yeah. uh, I'm tempted because you guys are talking about like choosing BGS nine five for this Bowman. <laughs> so we'll see. Is it a ninja? But, um, it's a min gem, yeah. The centering is the nine. Centering is nine. Um, So yeah, maybe... I probably, probably won't bid on it, but uh, <laughs> I'm watching it anyways. But it's a nice card. But lately, that being said, lately I've been kind of looking at the tops. Like, you know, because the prices of tops rookie cards have been not coming down a lot, but, you know, I'm just always curious to see if there's those odd deals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, but the one thing that bothers me about the tops paper gold is is um knowing that there's a chrome gold you know like i don't right. know why it bothers me but the chrome gold is obviously so much nicer but if the chrome gold didn't exist you're like oh, the tops gold is a nice alternative right. a nice you know um cards to go for but uh knowing that the chrome gold exists which i will never be able to afford but uh it's still out there <laughs> um i'm just i'm just not feeling the cheaper version of the okay. tops gold card um so yeah there you go uh it's a Another sweep. All right. I like this. I like this uh, new pick one where we just got to go with our gut feeling. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we we might change our mind tomorrow, but uh, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) That's the end of our episode today. Thanks again for all our listeners and subscribers tuning in. We'll have a brand new episode for you guys next Tuesday. Um, Yeah, it's next Tuesday. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at FiveCardGuys, or you can follow Hyung at integrity sportscards, or John at TradeU at Recess. You can also check us out at fivecardguys.com. Thanks again and hope to connect soon.